Life can be many things to many people. What do you want your life to be? In this exclusive Spotify podcast, discover the art of living with Gurudev. As a leader of the Art of Living organization for decades and running it very successfully, have you ever felt any peer competition? In fact, I don't run at all. <laughs> I'll just give what I have, what I know. Where is the competition there? Competition is when you want to get something, you want to achieve something. It's only a matter of giving. Even that giving, there is no effort. When there is no effort, there is no competition, no challenge. Gurudev, what is the best way to contribute to society? Make billions, spend billions or give away billions? You cannot give away if you have not made it. And, <laughs> and spending without making it is a disaster. <laughs> so, obviously your question says you have to make. But while making, make sure that uh, you don't cross the line. You don't make in such a way that you break yourself. So we need to bring the balance, life-work balance in us. What's the magic ingredient of success and how can we develop a success mindset? Well, in the running race, you only look at your track and you do your best. You don't look left and right. If you keep looking at the left and right, who is going where, you will lose your race. I would say, you know, you must be focused, you must be intuitive. And for all this, meditation will be the biggest aid for you. We meditate regularly, twice a day. Your intuitive ability will become better. And your innovative spirit becomes better. You realize your success depends on you and you only. Pulling down others is not going to make you run faster. We need to look at our track and put our 100%. For this, you need enough energy. You need to have a stress-free mind and a clear vision of where you want to go, what you want to do. And intuitive ability. Without intuition, business cannot happen. You ask all the successful people who ever had any success in things, they said, sometime this idea came to me and it clicked. That is where meditation can be of immense benefit for businessmen. Your communication skills improve. Business, most of it is all about communication. Even a good deal can fall through if the communication is not uh, efficient. And on top of all this, there is a, a sense of confidence that meditation can build in you, which can help you to grow and overcome all the obstacles that you might come across in business. You know, most of the disaster we create is due to our impulsiveness. In an impulsive way, emotionally, you take a decision and then you keep regretting about it later, right? So meditation helps there also. All in all, it just brings so much happiness in you, which is the goal of all wealth. 
Suppose you have all the wealth and you are miserable, what good that wealth is for? A wealth is for to create physical comfort and happiness in life. If this goal is not achieved, then there is a serious lapse there. Isn't it? It's almost like saying operation is successful, but the patient died. <laughs> Most people do not even pay attention to this fact. And so they're unhappy not knowing why they are unhappy. They're running around and they don't know where they are going, why they are running. Gurudev, in today's corporate world, success is measured by income, your position, stakeholders, social networks. The question is, is that all that success is? No doubt. Success is measured by the wealth they have created and the reach out of that company or entrepreneur. But don't forget one aspect. If the person doesn't have confidence, he looks shaken. Or if the whole setup is ridden with fear, I don't consider this as a successful venture. To me, a sign of success is an undying smile and a confidence that doesn't wither away. Guruji, I often land in a conflict between what I think is the right thing to do versus what my boss wants me to do. How should I navigate this? Just imagine you are a boss and everyone under you think they know better than you. They would be giving a very hard time to you. You won't be able to execute any work. So we must give that benefit of doubt. And there is a way, there is a skill to impress your boss. Give your ideas, but don't tell him your idea is wrong, my idea is good. You tell them, sir, I think this way, what do you think? Why don't you look into this? Why not we look into this? Don't even say you look in. Why not we look into this? This is better for the company, isn't it? What do you think? You know it better. The last word, you know it better, doses down the ego. And it brings more listening in the people. These are communication skills. No business can work without teamwork. Even a boss cannot be a dictator in any business. There need to be consensus. There need to be consultations. They need to listen. A business leader will have to have all ears and eyes. For any business to be successful, a business leader will have to have multiple feedbacks. He doesn't have to take all the feedback, but at least he should listen to all the feedback. Rudev, what is your management style? My style is I don't manage. <laughs> I let things happen. Vijay, as leaders, uh, how can we encourage our people to be good team players? And what are the qualities of an effective team player? One of the main ingredients of team spirit is tolerance. Tolerance to diversity. In your team, there are people who are all very different and not everybody is same, but you need to tolerate, number one. Second, not question the wisdom of the leader. Doubt the leader. If you are doubting the leader, how can there be teamwork? Third thing is, when a goal is set, Bring back your focus on the goal again and again. Not on the personalities, not on your colleagues. If your goal is paramount, you will take along all others with you. 
Gurudev, uh, in the corporate world, how can be competitive and successful at the same time be friendly with others around? Yeah, these are two different aspects of yours. You know, in one meal you do have raita and you also have paisam, <laughs> pudi. Nothing prevents you from having both, right? One is salty and another is sweet, and the, but you can enjoy both. In the same way, where you need to be friendly, compassionate, you need to be. And where you need to compete, you put your 100%. Competition is not necessarily out of jealousy or any negative feelings. Competition simply means you are doing your best. Actually, you are competing with yourself. However you did before, you want to do it better this time, even better. So you don't need to compare your performance with others. If at all you compare, it's only to motivate yourself to do better. And so also you acknowledge others if they have overtaken you or they have surpassed you or they are doing much better than you, you should uh, be friendly with them. That helps you to learn more in life. Good relationship is not a deterrent to competitive spirit. You don't have to be cunning, rude in order to be competitive. We think if we have competitive spirit, then we need to be nasty, we need to be rude, we need to be ruthless. You don't need to be. Ambition makes one restless for achieving the goal. Can peace of mind and ambition go hand in hand? Yes, peace of mind gives confidence to pursue the ambition. Having just ambition alone can cause you nervous breakdown also. You have ambition, but you don't believe that it is possible to fulfill your ambition. Or you don't have inner strength to pursue that path. What is the result? Nervous breakdown sleepless nights. Passion for anything is in no way detrimental to invoking the inner strength or peace or, or compassion. They're all part of life. Gurudev, corporate life offers a lot of money, fame, power. Can one still achieve highest spiritual wisdom after aspiring for all this and how? Following a good hygiene is in no way detrimental for your work. In fact, it complements. Similarly, spiritual practices give you your inner strength. Anyway, you spend six to eight hours sleeping. When you sleep, you are no longer doing business, right? You are not businessman 24 hours, I tell you. Like that, a few minutes of your time, you take conscious relaxation or meditation, uh, spending time in wisdom. This will complement your other activity. So one can be enlightened and a businessman? Yeah. <laughs> Kabir was a worker, he was a weaver. And you will see, there was a Machaya who was a cobbler. There were people, Kumbhara, there was one who would make the parts. Uh, he was an enlightened saint. And similarly, there are 
many poets, many professionals from almost every profession, there has been people who have been in wisdom, who have got enlightened. So don't think any activity, any profession to be counterproductive to spirituality, if it is done ethically. Anything done unethical definitely will hamper your spiritual growth. Gurudev, how should uh, organizations drive entrepreneurial spirit with their employees? First of all, they should understand that uh, this is the tree that's giving them shade and they need to nurture it. And a sense of belongingness to the business that they are working for. Okay, I do some work and I take what I need and I go. There need to be sense of connectivity or sense of belongingness with the business itself. Then there is reverence, respect for their sustenance. When you know this is the cow that's giving you nourishment, you will definitely feed the cow and you will feel that sense of belongingness. In the same way, a business is sustaining your life, your home, and if you allow the business to go down, ultimately you are at the receiving end. Many saints in this country have said, work is worship. If you can consider work as the source of your sustenance and attach the sacredness to it, it makes a whole lot of difference. How does one ensure that they get well recognized for their efforts that they're putting in, in their organization? More confident a person is, more talented a person is, he always feels he has not been recognized. That indicates you are confident about your abilities. Better keep that. When it comes to receiving gifts, you should feel that you are not worthy of it. Because you have got more than what you need. This is what makes you humble. As far as rewards are concerned, there's a difference between a grace and gift that you get from the divine. There you always feel you don't deserve what you are getting. And this is a sign of blissful, happy state. But when it comes to your action, and when you feel you are not rewarded enough, that shows you have a lot of talents, you can do even more, and you can do even better. And remember one thing, one day your efforts will always be recognized. If not today, tomorrow, or someday later. Gurudev, uh, as a leader, when I'm humble, people take me for granted. And uh, if I'm firm, then, you know, they feel that I'm unempathetic. So how do I deal with this situation? Listen to your own conscience. If you have not been compassionate, your conscience will prick you. Forget about what others say. You don't need to pay too much attention to what others say. Your people's opinion change, their mind change, their comments change in no time. And if we base our whole action on someone else's opinion and their feelings, their emotions, will be nowhere. So we must listen to ourselves, our own conscience, go by our own conscience. In these times when you've had to lay off people and you have to take tough decisions, how do you 
Like, do you lose your human values at that time, or how do you manage that? When you had to save a business, and for saving a business, you had to lay off some people, you must do it. Don't have to get too emotional about it. Otherwise, you know, if your whole business starts sinking, you won't be able to help even few others that uh, you would have otherwise been able to. Yes, you can give them a better packet. You can see them off with compassion in the sense of whatever best you can do to the, the people whom you are laying off. Such tough decisions impact people's lives and careers badly. So, do business leaders attract bad karma for such decisions? When you have to take such decisions, it won't bring a bad karma or anything like that. You need to see your capability and your need. Obviously, you cannot feed the entire population. You must remember, there is a higher power which takes care of everybody's life. Whatever best you can do, you do it. If you think, I won't have my food unless I feed every hungry people in the world, you won't be there even to feed others. Right? You, we need to be practical on all these issues. Emotions have their place, no doubt. But wisdom should be placed above the emotions. Gurudev, in the recent past, people have experienced personal and professional setbacks. Could you please share with us the ways to restore hope? When tough time comes to an individual, it is too heavy. It appears to be unsurmountable. But when the same thing is happening to people all around, somewhere it brings a subconscious comfort in people. It's not me alone, but others are also suffering. They somehow manage to rise above the water. So it is better to keep the eyes and ears open and find out there are people who are in much worse situation than ourselves. We are better off. That gives them a lot of hope. Though it's not the most healthy state according to me, but at least it does something. It just gives them a little more confidence and hope. Again here I would say meditation, spiritual knowledge, wisdom is immensely beneficial. Reading Bhagavad Gita, you know, Gita was taught to Arjun who was a warrior, who had huge responsibility. It's not taught to a monk. People think uh, Gita and all are only for recluses and monks and not for we householders. It is taught for someone who had huge responsibility. Reading Gita can be a big boom in gloomy times. Wisdom and meditation and social service. This is another aspect in life that can uh, keep your spirits high. Reach out to those who are in need. Share with them. Now, when you start sharing, you'll find an unseen strength or power that rises from within you. So that things are opening up now and people are going back to work. Some of them are also a little scared. 
So what is it that leaders can do now to support their organizations? Drop the memory of stifling times. Move on. There's a bright future is there. And you have a lot to do. Those tides have subsided. We must move on. Hope you liked the episode. Follow Art of Living with Gurudev only on Spotify to get the latest updates.